So we're back again, mate, with uh, Strong Dad's podcast episode, We Don't Know. And you're, probably <laughs> and you're probably wondering why there's some Mancunian undertones doing an intro today. But uh, I'm sure we'll get into that. Jonesy, how are you? Uh, yeah, I'm all right, thanks. I'm, uh, yeah, 10 days of uh, isolation from the world. It's, uh, it's been all right, but survived. And uh, yeah, Freedom Day tomorrow. Oh, it's tomorrow. Yeah, sorry, it is tomorrow. Yeah. Isn't it? yeah. So we're going to get into the old COVID, aren't we, today? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll do the, uh, as you can probably tell, our. Uh, did we say it? Is he our, was it? Was he the leader of the Strong Dad podcast? What should we call him? Spokesperson. The spokesperson, the admin guy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so if you are wondering, if you've been listening for a while, which is probably not a lot of you. Um, but there is some people who do listen. So our uh, good friend, Andrew Rimmer, uh, we did an episode without Rimmer not long ago, which we've not put out yet, <laughs> but uh, soon to be, which, which was a very good episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's uh, a little bit busy at the moment, isn't he, Andy? So we're going to take yeah. a... So I think he's on a, on a bit of a sabbatical with stuff. Yeah. Podcast being one of them. Um, <laughs> so we'll see if he's back in the future. But for the meantime, it's just uh, just me and thee, isn't it? It is, yeah. Well, he's got his uh, PT studio. Is it called Fitness Inc.? Is it in Bramall? Yeah, yeah in Bramall. So, yeah, he's opened that. So I think he's uh, pretty mad busy with that and everything. But I'm sure, yeah. uh, I'm sure we'll get him back on at some point. We should probably um, get him back as a guest, which would be really funny. You could grill him as a guest, not as an actual host of the podcast. <laughs> that is a great shout. <laughs> so, Andy, <we're, laughs> what, what have you been up to? Um, yeah, but we could do, but I think it gives us, we was kind of talking, weren't we, Jones? It gives us a bit of a reboot with the podcast and kind of go, where do we want to go with it? What are we going to do with it? You know, a chance to reflect on what we've done and then go forward. But I think for me, it would be more like, I think we should go into like, for people who are going to do more in-depth to- topics, like maybe one topic per episode, and we'll, we'll dig into that a little bit more. But I know you're talking about socials and things like that. Yeah, I think it's just more sort of growing what we've got, because I know like it was something we started over lockdown through similar thoughts in similar positions, obviously being PTs, being dads, and obviously having the same sort of thought process in terms of it's sad to see the state of some dads and, and their acceptance of said situation. But sort of on top of that, I think there's so much scope for more help. So raising the platform a little bit more, a bit more sort of social media presence, building maybe a platform further down the line that we can speak to and have more interaction with more dads out there, you know, not just the ones in there that might be the three or four people who uh, listen to this, but a few more because, you know, I said it, so I've said it often enough, it's uh, just because you, you become a dad, it doesn't mean your life stops, you know, yeah. you sacrifice yourself. So the more yeah. information we can get out there and help more people, the better. So yeah, so exciting things in the pipeline and uh, yeah, watch this space. Yeah, definitely. It's one of the things I, I don't know if you ever did that in rugby or like misery loves company. But sometimes <laughs> like, <laughs> but I know this is just from speaking, you know, when you speak to another dad, uh, you might be talking about something they agree with or felt the same as you. It, it makes you feel better, doesn't it? That like you're in it together and you're going through it and everyone's going through the same thing. It's mm. good to share 
experiences, which I think when we first started the podcast, we kind of wanted to do, didn't we, and get more um, people involved and talking more about it, which I think we'd definitely be doing in the future, but especially like Q&A episodes. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. Which, again, I think we should throw out there, and especially people listening, is throw us some questions. It can be anything. There's no bad questions, only... What's that saying? There's no bad questions, only bad answers or something like that. Um, I'll Google that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's definitely some Q&A episodes and socials in the future. But I think today we'll keep it short and sharp and talk about um, Jonesy versus COVID. Mm. Talk us through your experiences yeah. because it's one of the things that I've not come across. I've not felt it. I don't know many people who's had it. So yeah, talk us through it. Yeah, it was... Uh... Bit of a sort of random one, I suppose. It's uh, because I know obviously it's obviously very prevalent around the world, and you know, unfortunately, loads of people have got it, and it's been obviously in the news every day. But I've not really known anyone who's had it, mm. or maybe sort of like a very small handful. So, in the terms of like you think the infection around the world, you think like, and they're talking like one in three people have got it, and everything like that. So, yeah, so I take a test every week just for work and rugby purposes and everything. And, uh, yeah, took took my weekly and was like, hmm, <laughs> that's the sec- <laughs> second line. <laughs> oh, God. And uh, I thought I was on a on a bit of a hangover from, from a night out. Well, probably was, to be fair, but... <laughs> I think uh, it, it might have like masked the symptoms a little bit, and yeah. So PCR test positive, and um, yeah, ten days isolation. How did how did you deal with like? Was it like a sense of denial when you saw the two lines? Was it like no, I've not got COVID? Yeah, it well, yeah, it was. Uh, Kate, Kate was actually out in the gym. And I was like, obviously on parenting duty, and uh, thought, yeah, I'll just take it, just leave it on the side while I'm sorting the lad out for bath and bedtime. And then I'm like, just ran back in, looked down, I was just like, oh shit. Um, um, can I touch the child? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, just like instant like panic. Then it was like, <laughs> oh my god, right. Da, 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 this that, and the other clients. Oh my! Like, what is going on here? And then, obviously, it's like, yeah, you got to organise all that. Then it's organising where you're going to stay in the house and and all, everything like that. Then Kate comes back from the gym, so I'm just like, don't come near me! Don't come near me! I've got the COVID. I've got the COVID. Um, so yeah, so it was fine. And then, yeah, sort of later that day. Wow! It just like. <laughs> Absolutely hit me like a ton of bricks, and it, I was like that for about three, three, four days. Right, like grim, like literally in the fetal position in bed. Oh. Just, Kate was like just putting bits of food and glasses of water through the door. Did you say you're literally isolated in your own house? Yeah, so luckily I was in my own house, and luckily in our bedroom we got an ensuite, so I sort of just claimed it. There may, may have not been much discussion in that. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm staying in here, so... Yeah, but, yeah, it's just... And then you just realise... The biggest realisation is... Especially when you, with, your, with your missus and stuff, is 
how much you actually do. Yeah. And when you're not doing it, it's like the other person, like, wow, like the brunt they've got to take, obviously with childcare, then because obviously they were waiting for PCR test results. So Fred was off nursery, but Kate's trying to do work and it's just like a logistical nightmare. But like touch wood, thankfully those two got negative PCR tests. So yeah. at least they're like sort of free range, but yeah, it's like a logistical nightmare. I was going to think in that, like, I was going to ask you that, like, when I spoke to you, when I first messaged you, you said you had COVID, it was like, oh, yeah, kind of mild cold, and then when I spoke to you again, it was like, you've been ran over by a train, so like you say, it come, yeah. and, come and go pretty quick, so yeah, they're all good, no uh, no signs of COVID or anything? No, no, yeah, so they're, they're all good, yeah, I think, uh, to be fair, kids are pretty sweet with it anyway, aren't they, they don't really... Yeah. But I don't think uh, COVID would dare take on Kate, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I'd love, to see, I'd love to see the statistic on this. Does COVID want to take on the wrath of women? Or right. is it just men with, in bed going, oh, this is really bad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, especially, especially like busy mums as well, Christ. Don't have time to be elderly. What to be fair? <laughs> I know, yeah. To be fair, I did get a compliment offer. You say like, oh, you, you've not been very demanding at all. And I was like, oh, I'll take that. And to be fair, I did make like a, a, a conscious effort not to be like ringing a bell every five seconds, like, oh, yeah. needs this, patient needs that. Because, you know, when, when you were around more at home, I know that sounds bad, but obviously we go to work, but... And you, and you sort of see the logistics, what they, what especially on their days off and stuff, what they're doing, yeah. and what they get in, and basically just the miser that Fred gives as well. Wow. Do you find uh, now? I'll say this because Elizabeth with me is vet, behaves differently with me than she does with Emma. So different. So yeah. different. Yeah. So different. Yeah, yeah like, like I like I take Elizabeth for a walk, and she'll walk like. She can walk half a mile without wanting to be picked up. If she goes with Emma, it's like has to hang on to her or, you know, just has to cuddle where she'll get tired and I'll carry her. But yeah, what his friend Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if he was me, he's like, he's like pretty chilled, not very naughty, listens. Look, well, mostly. Mostly. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, when he's with Kate, yeah, he's a, he's a little terror sometimes. But you, you know you can get away with it. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I just it's a sort of joke around say like daddy discipline, like never like shower him or anything, but I'd just be like, no, no, like end off, done. Yeah. No. Have you perfected your thundering dad voice? Yeah, you can just you can just raise it enough, not mm. see you screaming at him, but just like boom, it's just like whoop. Oh wait, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've not quite got mine down yet. It's either too much or too little. I sound like I'm joking. I'm still working on that. Well, I was thinking this as well. I think if I had a daughter, I couldn't do it. I think it would be the other way around. You know, like, yeah. I'd be the soft one and Kate would be, like, disciplined. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. But, yeah, because it's like, you know, the lad is, like, rival in the house, isn't it? So he just needs to know. He needs to know the hierarchy of, of man. <laughs> He's watched a lot of Lion King. It's like, Simba. <laughs> <laughs> Ready, <laughs> uh, but yeah, definitely. so 
in the kind of when you got COVID mm. and the three days, did you eat anything? Could you eat anything? Could I you watch TV? Could you? Hardly, did, literally hardly did anything. Like, didn't, yeah. hardly ate, hardly watched anything. So I was literally just lying there thinking, this is awful. Yeah. This is truly awful. Even though, like, double jabbed and everything. Which then, obviously, when you're lying there with a lot of time, you know, just think, would I be worse if I wasn't jabbed? Yeah. Or is this just, obviously, some things start playing on your mind and, and everything like that. But, um, no, but those like when I was when I was in a bad way, yeah, I just didn't couldn't do anything, which is yeah, fine no. because obviously once you start getting better, you're being more alert, you're obviously thinking more. Yet you're still trapped in your room, and it's you like, mm, yeah, this isn't so obviously a bit of Netflix, watch a few films, not too bad, a bit chilled, but then it's like, yeah, I need to go back to work now. I need yeah. to get out of this room now and start to yeah. So the last last three days has been like a caged animal. Yeah, as leaving it. What are you gonna do? Like, go on, what's your first training session gonna look like? <laughs> I was I was thinking of this. I was like, it's, it's I think it's just gonna be a pretty chill push-pull because even like little things I've noticed, like changing the bed sheets, I had to stop like three times because I was like <sighs> Bloody hell. Yeah, big time. Like, just pouring with sweat and everything. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, you know, if you try and uh, do the old typical, like, smash smash it out when you get back, I think you'll be in a lot of trouble. Because I know a few lads at rugby have had it, and uh, they've, like, really struggled to get back into training. Because, obviously, it's a lot more sort of cardio, cardiovascular as well. Um, they've really struggled to get back into it. So, it's like... You're always having to give them an adaptive training session with the, to work with the physios for for a few sessions while they sort of build themselves back up. Yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah, so I think I'll just pick up some weights, push, pull, and just see what happens. You mean biceps, don't you? 100%. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting the like half size now. I'm devastated. Yeah. Well, I've, well, I've lost, I think I've lost eight pounds. The so shred. Every cloud. Every cloud. <laughs> I, I, re- I do not recommend that as a weight loss. Um, yeah, I can, uh, <laughs> I can, can, can uh, test for that when I spoke to you and you were just like, oh, mate, I'm... Uh, <laughs> my skin, the, I think the quote was, my skin is hurting. <laughs> yeah, and, and that was the weirdest bit. Like, everything hurt. Mm. Like, everything. Like, the weird... Eyes as well. It felt like somebody had my eyes and a hand was squeezing them. And I was like, this is weird. Horrible. <laughs> you, you, you probably put it perspective, doesn't it? You can see like the kind of guys who are less healthy or old, you can see how much it must hit them. And obviously that's why the deaths were so high. Like you, mm. healthy guy, you know, like and you can feel just how intense it is, double jabbed as well. Yeah, it is like so you do like start thinking about things like, yeah, if I wasn't didn't train as much or wasn't as active or dishonored. I wonder if dot, 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 you know, you just, all these things. So again, that's another reason like wanting to help people get people moving more and, and stuff like just knowing that obviously things like this, you just never know what might happen. Yeah. You know, if you're not sort of 
having that sort of active lifestyle, I'm not talking like running up mountains every week, but at least doing something else other than getting up in the morning, sitting in your car, sitting at work, coming home, going to sleep. Do you think people have changed their mind on that a little bit? I don't know if people did it at first, because obviously everyone were walking and stuff during lockdown, but mm. do you feel like people have slipped into back into old habits just from looking? Do you think people are a bit different? or because For me personally, I don't feel like... I feel like when we have the extreme, don't we? We have the guys who are like so far right where they're like, right, I'm, I train and I'm immune to everything. Yeah. And then you have the people who are like, no, science is science. It's not, this COVID is non-discriminatory. And I think I sit somewhere in the middle where I don't know the exact statistics, but surely the government should be saying something about healthier you know be healthier like this is a better option this is better for you yeah i don't feel like they've done enough for that no it was was a massive narrative to start with wasn't it Mm. you know like boris johnson's like yeah i'm overweight i need to lose weight so it was obviously a massive push in that but i think you're right that's that narrative's now fallen off and now it's (sighs) everything else that's going on do you know what i mean like it's like oh it's forgotten like it's back to normal Etc. Etc. It's like oh, we, whether it's, you know, the old ostrich head in the sand or, or what I don't know, but it's. I mean, it, this definitely caught me like because I'm even myself. I was like quite relaxed about it. Like, yeah. Well, you know, not. When I say like not so careful, I'm not exactly like licking people's faces and stuff like that. But <laughs> I mean, like when it first came around, like skin's peeling off your hands because you've disinfected it that much. And yeah. like, obviously, at work, wiping things down, keeping your hands washed, keeping your equipment clean, everything like that is important. Same with it, rugby. But maybe just being a bit relaxed, doing is it being around people more mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I do. I do definitely think like the narratives changed on it. Yeah, in terms, it of- shows you, doesn't it? I feel like some people have the, oh, I've been double jabbed, everything's okay. But I think if you're a mm. example, it's like I've been double jabbed. I train, I eat relatively healthy, and you look after yourself, and it wipes you out for three days. Like, mm. you know, yeah, but I, I think it's, I reckon it's like a bit of a look of the draw, to be honest, mm. in terms of the jabs helped in terms of maybe obviously I was bad. I could have been worse. Yeah. But then obviously some people who haven't got jabbed might get COVID and are absolutely fine. There's no, there doesn't seem to be any sort of rhyme or reason for people feeling worse, people dying, people having any symptoms, etc. Yeah. But it I, is bonkers. Um, but I just think you can just do, do what you can to, give yourself the best chance anyway, as in, you know, look after yourself. Yeah. You? Yeah. 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 Cause we can all look, we all look in the mirror at the end of the day and go, you know, I need to look after myself more or, you know, I could eat more veg. I should probably sleep a bit more. I saw a great one the other day and I can't remember the, who posted it. It was something like, um, most of our problems is too little sleep. Um, too much, um, fast food, not too many carbohydrates or something like that. I feel like the diet industry goes, oh yeah, it's this, this and this. It's like, you know what, if we all just slept a little bit more or had a mindfulness around trying to sleep more, 
and at that little bit better, it all could be that little bit better instead of going, actually, I need the next big thing or I need me. Oh, 100%. It's, it's that sort of narrative, COVID or no COVID, is what is it? I was trying like that, like it's whoever shouts loudest thinks they're winning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's those extremists, whatever, whether it's like keto, whether it's carbs, whether it's paleo, whether it's CrossFit, whether it's strength training, whatever it may be, you get the people who are maybe at the far end of it and are fully bought in, etc. just that's the only way we can operate. That's the only way we can operate, only way we can operate. And it's yeah. like, it's not, there's loads. Yeah, and people spin science as well, don't they? Mm. Like, if you look at a Netflix uh, scientific documentary saying speech marks, where they loosely tie stuff to each other, don't they? I had a joke with a client this morning, and she was saying, I reckon per 100 people in Bolton, where I live, more people will eat pasties than in any other place in Great Britain. So I, I said, that's how loose science is. I said, they're gonna they're gonna correlate COVID cases and pasty intake soon. And she started laughing. And I went, no, no, that's how stupid people do on online with mm. nutrition. They basically gone, oh, by the way, the highest cases were in Bolton for months, but people eat more pasties, so it must be the pasties who are ruining people's health. There's a, there's a very slight correlation, which means people go, oh, it's definitely that. It's like, yeah. you know what I mean? That's how stupid they can spin science. So, what um, people want reasons, don't they? I think that's why a lot of the people people grab onto stuff because they just want to be told what the problem is. They don't want to be told you, know, you just need to sleep a little bit more. You need to eat a little bit better and you need to train more. Yeah, do more, yeah. They don't want to be told, they want to be told right, you're eating too many pasties, stop eating pasties. Oh, sweet, I'll just stop eating pasties. Yeah. Right. It's not really helping, is it? No. Yeah, you need this pill to... Um... And people, people like want to be part of something. They want to like have a badge on the chest that says like, I am vegan. I am a CrossFitter. I am a power athlete. I am whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like people want to belong in groups and have purpose and reason, which is cool. Which is cool. Everyone needs purpose and reason, but make sure that purpose and reason is for you and not because... You just think it looks cool or you're having a moment and you think crosses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had this a lot, right? So you probably had this at rugby. So it always come down to Tom Brady, right? Mm. So did you hear the some of the words Tom Brady used to use for how he trains? No, no. He used a lot of pliability and these type of words. And, right. And obviously, what is he now? 44, 45? I think he's got like a, yeah. something like that. So I used to have this at rugby a lot with guys where, you know, we did a lot of strength training. Well, we did some strength training, a, a lot, lot of rugby that. stuff. And like, yeah, there's a little bit of biceps going on. But you'd always have like some players like, yeah, but Tom Brady trains with uh, res- resistant bands and med balls. And you're like, yeah, but he doesn't get touched very rarely. So, Basically, he's using all these nice words to how he trains. Plus, he's a 44-year-old man who's, you know, trying to keep his arm healthy. But, yeah, I, I've had players, and I know some people in the world would go, well, Tom Brady's 44 and he still plays American football. 
and he trains pliability and doesn't lift weights or because he's very he's on the camp of and the way his trainer spins it as well is yeah yeah he's into pliability and does a lot of mobility and things like that and you know um is you, if you google it there's some random words he uses right it's like you know what if you ever see gps data he runs for like 100 yards a game if that and that's when they score and he does a bit of a jump about so yeah <laughs> honestly it's it's really i mean the guy's impressive as a freaking agent in terms of what he's done yeah. but he's also not getting hit and he's also trying to prolong his body isn't he and you know so he's not you know stacking weight on his back but i think people attach to that like we could use ronaldo for an instance i don't know ronaldo's um training regime but mm. he could say like the ab belts thing he used to do and I'd be like, oh man an ab belt because ronaldo does it and it's like does he though <laughs> no it was, was he um it was that oh not juice plus what do you call it herbalife herbalife yeah herbalife. yeah i drink herbalife it's like you don't no he doesn't you've just been paid a fortune <laughs> on, on ronaldo I was listening to Talk Sport the other day and they had, um, what's his name, Lee Grant, I think one of the goalkeepers. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he was saying, this is how um, much influence Ronaldo has. He's saying, for example, like using him out there. He goes like, on Friday, they're at the sort of pre-match meal. I said normally, because it's pre-match, you get like apple crumble or a bit of like pie and cream, like for dessert, yeah. like that. And apparently, like, Ronaldo's, like, got up, got his food, sat down. Everyone's just going, what? What's he got on his plate? Like, turning to the person next to him, like, what's he got on his plate? And it's like, and they went, nobody went for dessert. So normally people are up there just like, yeah, yeah. Friday, Friday dessert. But because Ronaldo didn't, everyone's like, just sat on their hands, <laughs> like, no, no, I'm all right for dessert, actually, thanks. Yeah, yeah, he's, uh, Ronaldo's there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it'd be very interesting to see. Um, we had it at obviously Bolton Arena. You know, Ryan Terry, who's the I think mm. nothing is number one in the world. Uh, when he was sponsored by USN, he came into Bolton Arena to you know sell a few supplements, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I have protein porridge." And I was like, "Ryan, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you're, on, you're on steak and eggs like most uh, bodybuilders are in the morning, pal, and whatever extracurriculars." But um, yeah, it's frightening, isn't it? The, well, I think what we're talking about eventually is the loose correlations between a person of success and what they actually do. Like, someone will put down Ronaldo's success down to probably that. Oh, he doesn't eat dessert. Yeah. But really, it's the other 99,000 things he does what's prolonged his career and made him so good. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, never trust a man with abs all year round anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, absolutely. If you can't, if you can't drink a beer, have an apple crumble. Who are you? Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, mate, yeah, I think we should uh, kind of wrap this episode up now, but um, we're going to go into a bit of a topic next week, aren't we, Jonesy? Yeah, yeah, interesting one. You uh, you threw it out before, and it's definitely got the old uh, cogs turning. And it's, uh, you know, we're going to reveal it now, or? Yeah, because I'll, I'll probably... The reason I'm going to reveal it now is because I, I asked a few people and I was like, is toxic masculinity a thing or is it not a thing? Uh, I think people have a pre-judgment on it and make their own mind up, but I think next week we'll break it down and mm. talk about it and 
you know, and go from there with it. Because it is it gets the cogs turning, doesn't it? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, but um, yeah, we'll wrap this one up. And uh, if you have listened all the way through, thank you very much. And we'll uh, definitely be throwing some Q and A's out there in a few weeks. Going to toxic masculinity, and we have got a guest, which was, would you say, is probably one of the best ones we've done in a long time. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And the crazy thing is, if you were to Google him. And then to have a preconception of what you might be like, it's completely the opposite. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I thought. Even I went into the podcast with a slight preconception idea of what, what we were going to talk about. And I was kind of blew away by him. Just yeah. with his humbleness. But after speaking to him, it's like, I get it. Because you have to be that type of person to do what he's done. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited for uh, to release that one because it was an absolute cracker, wasn't it? And he's keen to do more, so it could it could well be a, a monthly a monthly slot that he uh, joins us on. Yeah, we can break we could break we said didn't we, we can break stuff down into like individual topics because yeah. without giving too much away, he will be the king of muscle <laughs> and how to build yeah. muscle. Yeah. So if you're uh, if you definitely want to listen to something, uh, we won't give his name away yet, but uh, he knows how to build muscle. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks for listening today. And again, we don't know what episode this is, but um, does it matter? <laughs> we'll keep rolling them out. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, you know where you can find us by now on socials. Um, so this is Strondag Podcast. See you all later. See you next week.